0: Let's pray, and then we'll jump in. So, Father, we honor you today. We worship you today. We thank you for your loving kindness. Father, we want to pray for the other churches, that they would be empowered, and the gospel would be proclaimed, and you would bless them. Pray that you would help us to be a people that you've called us to be, to be a, a church that you've called us to be, to make a difference. We pray that lives would be transformed, that our community would be transformed, that the power of the resurrected Jesus would be would show up and change lives. I pray that people would know that Jesus is real and that people would know that Jesus is awesome. And so we pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, again, the title of the message is Not Forsaken. We're going to talk about a Father's Blessing. And I want you to know when I talk about this that I recognize it, many people have many different ideas of what, uh, what they know about God. Some people know him as an, as an awesome, all-powerful creator. Other people know him as Almighty God who brings the dead to life. There's other people that have different ideas about who God is. Some of them see him as like this cosmic being, and God is like out there somewhere in the cosmos. And, uh, and he's really not concerned. He's too distant to have any concerns about our lives. There's other people that see him as this holy and unapproachable figure there. And others see God is just waiting there with a, with a list of all the things that we've done wrong. And God is someone who, who has a, a long list of all the things of, that we've done wrong. But what I want to say this morning, friends, is this. Is that when Jesus came to the earth, he introduced a new way that we can know God. With Jesus here, we receive not only a Savior, but also we're giving a Father. A Father who is not distant. A Father who is not unapproachable, a father who's not just like out there in the cosmos, but rather he is your heavenly father. And everybody here has a story about your father on Father's Day. And I recognize that some people you had a great dad. Other people say your your dad was not so great. For others still, maybe your dad was missing altogether. (laughs) Some of us, our dads are alive. Others of us, our dads are not alive. My story is that I I joined the ranks of the fatherless about five years ago. My father died of brain cancer, but six months before that, I'll never forget the phone call that I got from my dad when my dad woke up one morning and everything absolutely changed. And he said, Rod, I said, what, dad? He said, I can't see. I said, what do you mean you can't see? He says, Rod, I'm blind. What do you mean you're blind, Dad? And he said, I can't see. And he woke up one day and he was blind. It was the beginning of brain cancer. And I had six months with my dad there. And so for some of us, though, like me, you you may have entered into the fatherless zone, perhaps by death. But for others, it's maybe a stage of life that you're in now, and you've entered into a new season with your father, and things will never go back to how they were. Maybe some of you, you lost your dad to something else. Perhaps your dad is alive physically, but relationally, things can be different. Maybe it's dysfunction that is taking your dad out of the picture. For others of us, it's divorce. And divorce can take your dad out of the picture, took my dad out of the picture. For others still, maybe it's disinterest, and maybe if you're a dad, you need to filter and think through, is this taking me out of the relationship that I have with my children? For others, maybe distraction is taking a dad out of the picture. For others still, maybe it's it's a, it's a drivenness to succeed. Well, that becomes all-encompassing and it takes you out of the picture. For others still, maybe it's a disease that can take your, your dad out of the picture. But whatever it is... Our dads are in the picture or not to particular degrees. And I believe that what God wants to do is God wants to do something powerful in our house. God wants to do something powerful in your story. And here's what I want us to have a takeaway from this morning. We cannot let the past of what your earthly father was not distort the truth about who your heavenly father presently is. Your earthly father may be quick to find fault, but your heavenly father is quick to find mercy. Your earthly father may have been absent, but your heavenly father is present. And so God wants to heal our stories. Whatever our father's story is, God wants to change our story. And so our generation, you may know this, but has been called the fatherless generation. Where in some area of your life, you've missed out on the Father's blessing. And because there's one thing that all of us have in common today, that everyone that is parked on this ranch today has this one thing in common, and that is it's you long to have a Father's blessing in your life. It is hardwired into all of us from the beginning. You cannot escape how you're wired up. It's innate in every single one of us that we Crave and we desire, we naturally want to have a father's blessing in our life. And you see that when we're little tiny kids. Think about your own life. You could probably identify it in your own life how you desired to have a father's blessing. I could say in my own life, and as great as mom was, and mom got all the stuff together and packed all the snacks and did all that and got me to the, the Bainbridge swimming club or the sporting event or my games. But there was just something when my dad would show up. When my dad, one, one time, he flew in from Texas and he left a business meeting in the middle of the meeting. He said, I got a game to get to. And he left Texas in a, in, a, in a powerful business meeting. He flew back home and got there in time for my game. And he would do things like that. But as great as mom is, when dad would get there, it would be like, yeah, like Dad is here. Daddy made it. And I would like see dad in the stands or see him there at the event. And it was like, watch me, Dad, when you're little kids. It's like watch me, Daddy, maybe you're gonna jump into the water. Daddy, daddy, watch. And it's like as long as you know you've got his attention, then you can like do the cannonball or the flip, or whatever, and then when you emerge out of the water, what do you do? It's not about the quality of the cannonball, not about the quality of the flip. It's all about the, it's about one thing. Daddy, did you see? Daddy, did you see what I did? And that thing is in all of us, not just when we're little, it's still in us when we're grown up. See, it's innate with us desiring a dad's blessing in our life here. And when Dad saw it and Dad loved it and Dad was pleased and Dad was pleased with you, you were happy. And this is the innate God-woven desire that is in every single one of us to have a Father's blessing. And by that I mean this, is to have a Father's approval and affection and participation and to know that, that there is a Dad who believes in me. And I get it. I speak from the zone of the fatherless. Many of us also are in that phone. But some of you, you had the best dads on the planet. You had dads that were engaged and involved. And you can remember and you built your life on so many of those moments. Dad's encouraging you. Dad's involved in your life. Dad was present and affirming and affectionate. And if that's you, I want to say you could stop right now and just shoot your dad a little text he's alive and to say, Dad, you rock. Dad, you were amazing. Dad, I love you and I thank you and I appreciate you. And so much of who I am is because of who you are. Dad, I bless you on Father's Day. But friends, when we get older, we still want to, to hear Dad say, I love you. To, my, to my, my dad's dying day, I crave to hear him say, Rado, as he would call me, Rado, I love you. And when you get that approval and you get that participation, this is what happens in your life. When your life is overshadowed by a sense of my dad believes in me, that becomes a foundational stone in your life. For every child, every boy, every girl, every young man, every young woman that can stand on the foundational stone that is being built into your life. And it's not a guarantee that everything's gonna go great or be perfect, but it is an essential component to moving forward well in life. And friends, when the blessing is not there, when the approval is not there, when the affection is not there, when the participation and the engagement is not there, there is a damage that happens to our soul And whether it's through death or divorce or distraction or disinterest or dysfunction or busyness or illness or attitude or whatever it is, when a father's blessing is absent, when there is no sense of that a dad that believes in us, when there's no sense maybe it was even harmful, where hard words were said like you'll never amount to anything, those damaging words cause within us what psychologists call in the leading psychologists in America to millennials and Gen Z and that is there is a gap and this morning we can either face the gap or we can deny the gap is there or fake that it's not there and I want to invite you this morning on Father's Day to face the gap maybe a gap that you either received or a gap perhaps that you have created or even today that you are so we want to face what is real in our lives because here's what I know having done this for for a while. Here's what I know. is that you can try to bury your father issues no matter how old you are. I talked to men in their 70s that have tried to bury their father issues. But it it has a way of subtly working its its way back up to to the surface of your life every single day. And you can say things that that reveal that this is true. There's a father gap and there's father issues that have not been dealt with. Where people say things like, I could give a rip whether I ever see him again. My dad's opinion doesn't matter to me at all. I'll never neglect my kids like my dad neglected me. I don't give a rip if I ever see him again. And uh, We say things like this, and here's my question to you, if you've said something like that yourself. Could it be that it's true that the gap exists with us and that perhaps we've been faking it or we've been stuffing it we've been acting like it really doesn't matter. And so, and it's going to get us, is that going to get us to the place where God wants us to be? Which is to be transformed from what was to what could be. And that is living empowered under the blessing of a perfect heavenly father. I don't want to talk about that. Because deep down you can know in the core of your being That you, regardless of your earthly father, you can have a deep sense of your your loved daughters and the loved sons of a perfect heavenly father. That is who we are. We live out of that reality. When you live out of that reality, it changes everything in your life. Because when there's a gap, that gap can last a lifetime. Jordan Peterson, again, one of the leading voices among millennials in Gen X, Said and talks about, you could YouTube it, uh, but he talks about how difficult it is to, to not have a, fa- a father in your life. And he says it when you try to pretend that it, it'll never go well with you. And he said that, that what happens is, is that there's a certain amount of uncertainty and a lack of confidence, a lack of self-worth, and sometimes even aimlessness and emotional instability, when people are living in the gap there, and when they grow up and not having a, a father, an earthly father that says things like, "Daughter, you're the best, and I I love you, and I'm so proud of you, and I'm I'm here for you, and I believe in you, and you have incredible potential, and uh, and I applaud you, and I and I cheer you on, and uh when you have that that and that uh, uh and I'm not talking about A lack of guidance. I'm not talking about a lack of discipline. I'm not talking about a lack of parameters in our lives. But I'm talking about when you have that, it goes well. But without that, the gap can be very real. So friends, we sit here today in what is called the fatherless generation. And we're trying to find our way. We're trying to find our way as a nation we're trying to make our way. And the reality is it's not going very well. Uh, we've been invited now into this relationship with God who wants us to know him as a heavenly, a loving heavenly father, and as one who can heal and fill the gap. The good news is this, is that throughout history, God has had fatherhood on his radar. I want to turn in the scripture to Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, in just a moment. And when the Old Testament ends, it ends with a little prophet named Malachi, the last prophet in the last book, in the last chapter of the Old Testament. And he's calling us up to be what we can be in life as prophets do, but also promising us a hope. And notice how Malachi ends the Old Testament in this last chapter here. And what does the whole section Of the Old Testament ending, it ends in this. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 says this, and it's in your notes there if you want to look. Verse 6 is in your notes. I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. And so the prophet says that there's a day coming, the day of the Lord coming, and reminds us again that it's going to happen. But he also tells us something that is possible. For you and something that is possible for me. Then he says this. There's one coming in the spirit of Elijah. And he says this. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers. This is one coming. Speaking of the coming Messiah. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. Or else I will come and strike the land. So Malachi is saying before the coming day of the Lord... That not only does God want to restore relationship with God the Father, but also in the context of restoring that relationship with our Heavenly Father, that God wants us restored to relationship with our earthly Father and our earthly Father to us. And interestingly, we turn this 400 page of history from the Old Testament to the New Testament in Luke's Gospel, Luke Opens his story this way, and he's telling about the birth of John the Baptist, is going to prepare the way for Jesus, the Son of God. And in your notes, it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 17, and he talked about John the Baptist will go before him that is the Lord in the spirit of power of Elijah. In other words, in the power of this miracle working, supernatural transforming spirit. John the Baptist then fulfills the prophecy concerning Elijah. But look carefully then at what it says there in the next part of the verse. What could be possible? To turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And yes, in the big context, that is what can happen to restore the relationship of fathers to their children and children to their fathers. And this is the possibility for you, and this is the possibility for me. And so, none of us here's the good news. None of us have to live with our story the way that it is right now. There are so many painful stories. We don't have to live with our stories the way that they are right now. God doesn't want to leave us in the state that we're in. With perhaps any damage that has happened because of your relationship with your earthly father. And so I want to give us a few takeaways from the message this morning. A few takeaways. I've got three takeaways. The first takeaway is this is maybe, um, and I get it, we're all in different places, but maybe you'll see for the very first time that the story of Jesus is not simply to get you to heaven. We all got that part down, but it's really about getting you to know a heavenly Father. It, Jesus introduces a new way that you can know God. And through Jesus, we have not only a Savior, but we've been giving a Father who is approachable, who is personal, who wants to know you intimately. And some of us, like for years, some of us, we've got the heaven part down. And we know that, the yes, I have, I have security with heaven. But you just didn't get the, the heavenly Father part down where God wants to to close the gap. God wants to pursue you and love you and heal you and bring you into a fullness of relationship of intimacy with him that heals the earthly gap. So firstly, firstly here, you need to know that God wants you to know him as a heavenly father. Secondly, we need to be brutally honest about our relationships with our earthly fathers. We need to be brutally honest with the fact that some of our earthly relationships may not get fixed. We may step into eternity with those relationships being broken and fractured and dysfunctional, and they may never change. But see, all of the relational hurt and all the relational pain and the disappointment that you've lived with may not get fixed. But here's the good news. The good news of the gospel is that but you can get fixed by the power of the risen Jesus Christ. You can change and your story can change. Even if the relationship does not change with your earthly father you can change. What is swimming around inside of you this morning? That can change. And your story today is not the end of your story. So God is working in your life, and so God has the power to overcome anything and everything that comes into your life in the power of Jesus' name. A little bit about my story. When my dad went blind, as I mentioned, on one day that changed everything, in a moment there, see, I had six months, six months, I didn't know how long it would be, but I had six months to give my dad what he needed most— and I want to talk to you about your relationships with your dad. And, so, and I knew that my dad had really not received the, the kind of blessing that I felt like I was receiving in my life. And so I just wanted to bless my dad for the last six months of his life. And he was my dad, and my dad was also a son. And I knew enough about my dad to know that my dad never received a blessing from his father. He was a very a man who never communicated, really. And so... I wanted to give my dad, even though he's my dad, I wanted to give him a father's blessing. So my full intention was to, pull, to, was to pour into his life, in the hospital, to pour God's blessing into his life. Perhaps some of you, there'd be things I say that you could use to, to pour into others' life. Maybe your dad or you as a dad to bless your children. And I would talk to my dad about how much I loved him. To my dad who really never got the kind of approval from his dad or affection or the participation from his dad that he'd actually given me. So uh, my dad never got the foundation stone that I had gotten that said, and maybe some of you, that my dad believes in me. So that I'm just going to take this time, this six months in the hospital room, and I'm going to tell my dad that my dad was my hero. My dad was, uh, was also a son. But I realized some of the weight that he carried all of his life. And I decided I'm going to go, I'm going to do what my dad's dad did not do to him. And I'm going to give my dad the father's blessing. And I'm going to tell him until his final day on earth that, Dad, you are loved. Dad, you are cared for. Dad, you are awesome. You're my hero. And I'm proud of you. And I'm going to keep doing that, and I'm going to give you everything I have. And I don't know your story, and I don't know what happened with your earthly dad. And I know that fixing things is not easy. But again, I want to say that God can transform you, and you can get fixed. So know this. Jesus came not just to be your Savior, but to point you to your Heavenly Father. Know that some relationships on earth, they may never get fixed. But la- lastly, here's what I want you to know. And that is, whatever gap you find yourself in this morning, God is a God who's with you in the gap. He's with you in the Father gap. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So, because if he wanted to, he would have done that already. And he was, and he says, look, I will never leave you, and I'm proving that to you by being nailed to a tree so that you would know that I'm never going to move on without you, that I love you with an everlasting love. Perhaps your story is a story that's caused you to conclude that feeling where um, I never knew my dad, and I, and I don't really care, and, uh, and my dad never expressed that I was important to him. Maybe it was... Um, My dad is one that I don't even care if I see him again. But listen to me, friends. God is with you in the gap. And God can't bring your deceased father back. He can't bring, he can't rewire, rework the divorce. Can't change the past here. God can't necessarily unscramble everything that's happened uh, with your earthly father. But know this as I close that God is a God who is a story changer. He's a gap filler. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's light in the darkness. And then in the midst of your whatever, he wants you to know this, that there is a waterfall of grace coming down from a perfect heavenly father And he wants you to know that you are chosen, that you are loved, that you are seen this morning, that you are sought, that you are searched after, that you are prized, that you are paid for by the blood of the Son of God, that you were bought, and that you are his loved sons. You're his loved daughters. And it might be just that you need to take one little tiny step today. But maybe today would be your day to take that step toward your heavenly Father. So I'm going to ask you in your cars there if you would bow your heads and you would close your eyes and you would just see your car as a sanctuary. You would see your car as a, as a sacred space. And let me speak some words over your life. Perhaps you're here and you were raised by a single mom, or you wish you had memories of dad dunking you in the pool, or shooting hoops, or just being at your games. Maybe you wish you had a memory just one time of your dad cracking open the scripture or, or praying a prayer. Some of you need to know that though life has been hammered, and you, maybe you've even felt hammered. You have a Savior who is hammered to a cross. And things did not look so good on Friday or Saturday, but on Sunday, Jesus walked out of that tomb. And he's alive now and forever. The Bible says this, that he's a living hope through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And friends, that changes everything for all time for all people and us, we have a future. Could it be today that you wanna recognize that God has left a legacy of love for you as his loved son or his loved daughter? Maybe you need to find your way back to God. Maybe you need to find your way back to God today, and you could do that right now. And I wanna invite you, those that are watching online, I wanna invite you to do this. Today, you could, could experience the unconditional love of your Heavenly Father And you could leave a legacy for other people. But you can't leave a legacy of what you don't have. So today I want to invite you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe something in this talk or what happened today has moved you. So if that's you, wherever you're at, watching online or here at the ranch today, or under the tents out there, you can say the simple prayer of receiving Christ. Jesus, today. I acknowledge that I need you. I put my faith in you. I take you as my Savior. Continue to say in your hearts, I accept the payment that was made on the cross for me, and I ask you to be the forgiver of my sin and the leader of my life. I accept everything that you've done on the cross for me. Help me to walk in your power. I receive you. In Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen.